श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मनु मुकर सुधारी बरनौ रघुबर बिमल जसु जोदायकु फल चारी बुंदीन तनु जानिके सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मोहे हर कलेश विकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपी सतु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर विक्रम बजरंगी सुमति के संगी कंजन भरन विराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ व्रज और ध्वजा विराजे काने मूज जने साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबंदन विद्यावान गुड़ी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया सीतामन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी यही दिखावा विकट रूप धरी लक जराव भीम रूप धरी असुर सहारे रामचंद्र के काज सवारे लाय सजीवन लखन जियाए हरषि और लाय रघुपति की बहुत बढ़ाई तुम बम प्रिय भरत संभाई सहस बदन तुम रोजस गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सन कादिक ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम जिग पाल जहाते कभी कोविद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव लाय राजपद दीना तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जो सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताई मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मोद्रिका मैली मुख माही जल दिलांगी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे देते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होतना आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे हकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत वीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम बचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे अमित जीवन फल पावे 
चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारी असुर निकंदन राम दुलारी अष्ट से तीनों निधि के दाता असमर दीन जान की माता सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुमरे भजन राम को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंधकार रघुबर पुर जाई जहाँ जन्म हरि भक्त कहाई और देवता चिंतन धरही अनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल पीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी वहा सुख हो जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हो सिद्ध साखी गौरी सा तुलसी दास सदा हरि चेरा की जय दात हे देव हेरा भवन तने संकट हरन बंगल पूरति रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय उपति महादेव की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय भोलो रे भाई सब सतन की आज दिवाली शुरू हो रही है तो और हनुमान जी के बिना दिवाली हो नहीं सकती है ना ये तो हम सब जानते हैं ना एक छोटा सा भजन से शुरू करेंगे आज बिकॉज हनुमान जी के बिना कुछ हो नहीं सकता हनुमान जी कौन है हनुमान जी भक्ति है और भक्ति के बिना भक्त को प्रभु मिल नहीं सकते सो देर इज दिस भजन दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना और राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना तो इसका और कोई अर्थ नहीं है जब तक वी डोंट हैव डिवोशन इन हार्ट द डिवोटी के नॉट रीच द डिवाइन इट इज ऑल ड्राई विदाउट डिवोशन इज एन इट आप कितने भी जब तप नियम सब कर लो बट इफ यू डोंट हैव लव फॉर द लॉर्ड इन योर हार्ट एवरीथिंग इज यूजलेस इट इज जस्ट एन अनुष्ठान देन इट इज हाँ कर रहे हैं कर रहे हैं सूखा एकदम कहते हैं ना सूखा है ये तो गले के नीचे कैसे उतरेगा तो जब तक भक्ति नहीं होगी तो भक्त के गले के नीचे प्रभु कैसे उतरेंगे और वो भक्त हम कहते हैं ना और देवता चितना धर ही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करे कि हमें और कुछ नहीं चाहिए भक्ति से ही हमारा हित होने वाला है और इसी के लिए जो हम हनुमान जी का आसन रखते हैं वो साक्षात भक्ति है कहते हैं ना जहाँ पे भी राम नाम का सुमिरन होता है वह हनुमान जी प्रकट होते हैं क्योंकि जहाँ राम नाम का सुमिरन होता है वह भक्ति ऑटोमेटिकली प्रकट हो जाती है देर इज नो अदर वे इफ यू कीप चैंटिंग द राम नाम भक्ति विल कम इवेंचुअली देर इज नो अदर वे सो जैसे ही राम बोलोगे भक्ति आएगी और अगर नहीं आ रही है 
वैसे ऐसे हो नहीं सकता कि ना राइट सो दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना जब से रामायण पढ़ ली है एक बात मैंने समझ ली है जब से रामायण पढ़ ली है एक बात मैंने समझ ली है रावण मरे ना श्री राम के बिना रावण मरे ना श्री राम के बिना पर लंका जले ना हनुमान के बिना लंका जले ना हनुमान के बिना दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना थोड़ा थोड़ा काम श्री राम जी करे थोड़ा थोड़ा काम हनुमान जी करे थोड़ा इश्क इश्क का नाम कर देता है और थोड़ा भक्ति कर देती है तो थोड़ा थोड़ा काम श्री राम जी करे थोड़ा थोड़ा काम हनुमान जी करे लक्ष्मण बचे ना श्री राम के बिना लक्ष्मण क्या होता है लक्ष्मण होती है हमारे अंतकरण की आवाज जिसको हमने मार दी है वो भक्ति से वापस जागने लग जाती है लक्ष्मण बचे ना श्री राम के बिना लक्ष्मण बचे ना श्री राम के बिना बूटी मेले ना हनुमान के बिना जब से रामायण पढ़ ली है एक बात मैंने समझ ली है सीता करण की कहानी सुनो भगवान ये यही जुबानी सुनो सीता करण की कहानी सुनो भगवान ये यही जुबानी सुनो माँ सीता मिले ना श्री राम के बिना पता लगे ना हनुमान के बिना आप सीता क्या है सीता जी है क्या आप पूरी रामायण पढ़ ली तो सीता है क्या सीता कंटेंटमेंट है संतुष्टि है तो भक्ति के बिना संतुष्टि भी नहीं मिलती है सो so, जब राम जी ने सीता जी को वनवास से मतलब वो जंग वहां रावण जी के वहां से बचाया पर पता किसने लगाया भक्ति ने कि अरे वहां बैठी है भक्ति से संतुष्टि कंटेंटमेंट शांति सब मिल जाती है सो माँ सीता मिले ना श्री राम के बिना पता लगे ना हनुमान के बिना दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना बैठे सिंहासन पर राम जी चरणों में बैठे हैं हनुमान जी बैठे सिंहासन पर राम जी चरणों में बैठे हैं हनुमान जी मुक्ति मिले ना श्री राम के बिना मुक्ति मिले ना श्री राम के बिना और भक्ति मिले ना हनुमान के बिना भक्ति मिले ना हनुमान के बिना दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना 
दुनिया चले ना श्री राम के बिना राम जी चले ना हनुमान के बिना तो इसी के लिए बाकी सारी कहानियां बहुत महत्व रखती हैं पर जब अयोध्या वासियों ने दिए जलाए थे ताकि हनुमान जी को अमावस्या की उस गनगोर रात में अयोध्या दिख जाए और राम जी और सीता जी को ले आए उसका एक सीधा सा मतलब था कि ये जो हमारे अंदर का अंधकार है उसको मिटाओ क्योंकि रोशनी तो हमारे अंदर ऑलरेडी है हम प्रभु से अलग थोड़ी हैं तो अगर प्रभु अनंत है और ब्लिस है और रोशनी है तो हम भी रोशनी है तो सफाई करने का मतलब है सारी बुराइयों को हर कोने से हटाओ ताकि इस भक्ति को पता चलेगा अरे ये है यहां मुझे जाना है और फिर प्रभु को और सीता माँ को लेके आएंगे प्रभु विष्णु के अवतार हैं और सीता माँ किसके अवतार हैं लक्ष्मी जी की तो लक्ष्मी पूजन जो हम करते हैं उसका मतलब क्या होता है अपने आप को संतुष्ट करना लक्ष्मी है कौन लक्ष्मी तत्व है क्या जब हम गणपति के साथ में लक्ष्मी जी की पूजा करते हैं तो हम दो चीज पूछते हैं एक कंटेंटमेंट कि हम संतुष्ट हो जाएं पर गणपति को साथ में इसके लिए रखते हैं कि हम इनर्ट नहीं हो जाएं संतुष्टि से बोलेंगे ना कि कंटेंटमेंट है तो इंसान इंसान काम करना बंद कर देता है कि मैं तो बहुत संतुष्ट हूं एक रुपया मिल गया तो उसी में संतुष्ट हूं तो गणपति जी साथ में विवेक देते हैं कि कंटेंटमेंट के साथ में इतनी एनर्जी होनी चाहिए आप में कि आप संतुष्ट होते हुए भी जनहित के लिए काम करते रहे खुद के लिए नहीं तो लक्ष्मी पूजन लक्ष्मी जी के लिए नहीं की जाती क्योंकि नो मैटर हाउ मच मनी यू हैव आप बेहद गरीब हो क्योंकि आप और चाहते और चाहते और चाहते और किसी झोपड़े में जाके चले जाओ और देखो खुश बैठे हैं जो है उसी में संतुष्ट है तो अमीर कौन हुआ वो हुआ जो महलों में बैठा है और 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 की कामना कर रहा है या जो झोपड़े में बैठा है और प्रभु को शुक्र प्रभु का शुक्र अदा कर रहा है कि मेरे को आपने इतना दिया तो मनी डज नॉट डिफाइन वेल्थ योर कंटेंटमेंट योर स्टेट ऑफ माइंड डिफाइंस हाउ रिच यू आर वी रियली वॉन्ट अंडरस्टैंड दिवाली वी हैव टू प्रे टू गॉड की गिव मी दैट काइंड ऑफ कंटेंटमेंट एंड प्रे टू गणपति दैट ही गिवस मी दैट काइंड ऑफ एनर्जी that instead of that selfish act we are able to go and do janhit selfless acts so that is ramayan in a nutshell and before we started the class we discussed what the five days of ramayan signify also right so ramayan as a whole ra sorry diwali as a whole has a lot more deeper meaning than dhan and money and parties it is again taking all your energies inward and discovering the self <coughs> instead what do we do is we become outbound even more more than normal we become outbound instead of going inwards we totally put all our energies outwards and we lose these five precious days again as per the nakshatras these days help in realizing the self because the planetary conditions are such and it's a coincidence that today we are going to talk about prithu in shrimad bhagavat mahapurana 
and prithu's wife was sunita not suniti sunita and she is said to be the goddess of the milky way nakshatron ki goddess all the milky way and all her children are the descendants of the nakshatras now who was prithu who was prithu if dhruv's descendant is prithu i have drawn the family tree and i'm going to send it to all of you later and who was sunita ha huh? or she was his wife yes sunita was actually not his wife he was not vatsar's wife she was prithu's wife and she was the daughter of mrityu we have studied mrityu last time we did the family tree of adharma see it is very difficult to define dharma but it is easy to define adharma we realized last time right so once we know ki this should not be done baki sab to theek hai to there is it is better to know something that 100% should not be done so we define that and we in the end saw that mrityu and bhay lead it led to hell and torture right so mrityu's daughter is sunita and she is married to anga who is the daughter of veena not prithu's wife right prithu is married to archi so sunita is we have to remember this because it is going to be linked later that she is the daughter of mrityu right and dhruv's descendant vatsar as we realized was crown king right i think i named it wrong last time utkal refused to take the throne he was so much into divine bliss that people used to think that he is an idiot literally he would roam around like a mad man so when you see a mad man roaming around the streets don't judge him by thinking that he is mad for all you know he is in the divine ecstasy altogether so that was utkal so utkal was the elder brother and he refused the kingdom altogether so they crowned vatsar the son of brahmi as the king now prithu is the descendant of dhruv through vatsar because utkal never married right so vatsar was married to you can close the door puja ha vatsar was married to swarvati she is the goddess of the milky way and furthermore she had six sons and then they had wives and just in a nutshell prabha dosha were the wives of pushparna and prabha kya hoti we know daylight right those is night and their children also had the same kind of name so prabha's children were morning midday evening and again dosha's children were named as nightfall midnight and dawn right and then further all the children's descendants you are not going to study over here because we have to reach prithu right so vyut vyusta dawn his wife was pushkarni theek hai and then they again had two children and one child they had one child and his wife and they were they had a child called chakshu chakshu was a muni in the sixth abhi hamara kaun sa chal raha hai kaun sa manvantar chal raha hai abhi hamara satwa manvantar chal raha hai so swambhu manu hamare manu hai par the sixth manvantar mein chakshu was the manu we have 14 manvantars right and every manvantar we have a new manu so abhi jo manu hai wo hai swambhu manu right now chakshu again had 12 children and finally his last child was married to pushkarni ab pushkarni ka beta tha anga right 
Anga was a royal siege. So, kaha se we have come? Dhruv, Vatsar and down we have reached Anga. So, the forefathers of Anga, he was a Raj Rishi. Just like Raja Janak, he was a Raj Rishi. The forefathers were Dhruv. Right? And vahaan se wo chalta hai. So, the beauty of our Shastras is, they will actually give you the family tree of each and every person till the end. So, you cannot call it mythology because it is very difficult to keep naming people and tracing them and connecting them here and there unless and until they have facts there. So, now they have given us ki Anga kaha se aya hai. So, Ang was married to Sunitha and Sunitha was the daughter of Brityu and Mrityu was the descendant of Adharm. Right? Adharm say we did the family tree and we reached Mrityu. So, Ang and Sunitha together had a son called Vena. And unlike Anga, who was very, very divine, Veena was very wise. Very wise, not wise. He used to actually go around killing people, strangling them. He was so evil that even as a child, he would go around killing animals. So, Anga did not realize what was happening. And now, this entire story scenario, right now, who are the two people who are having a dialogue? Vidur and Maitre Muni, right? So, Vidur suddenly questioned, Ki how is it possible? Anga was so divine. Dhruv was so divine. Vatsar was so divine. Utkal was so divine. How could Veena be born in such a divine race? Rakshas kaise paida ho gaya? How come? How is it possible? Plus, what did they do about it? Har bar in Bhagavatam, you will see the conversations happening. It is in the form of a storytelling. So, Maitre Muni over here is telling the story to Vidurji. So, Vidurji had a lot of questions. So, he said, can you please explain it in detail? So, Maitre Muni said, okay, I will do that. I will tell you. Anga Ekbar was doing a yagna. And he was doing a yagna. And he had called all the priests and everybody to come. And he was offering operations to the fire. And he wanted to call the gods. Abhi aisa nahi hota. Par pehle jamane mein, whenever, long, ancient history, whenever you would call the particular deity, that deity would actually come down and take the offering from the yagna. Nowadays it does not happen. And we have to again keep a watch. If there is dhuva in the yagna, the yagna is not complete. A pure yagna will not have any smoke in it. That is mentioned by our Shastras. Now, how does that happen? Now, Anga said, I have been praying. He was in silence and he was praying, but he realized after years of praying, none of the deities, none of the divine deities came down to take the oblations. Now, all the sages were there. He did not know what was happening. He got panicked. He said, what is wrong? Have I done something wrong? So, the sages looked at his face and he said, no, you have not done anything wrong. There is nothing wrong in your devotion and your way of life. See, for a yagna to be fruitful, they are telling us what all is needed in the form from by listening to Anga. He says there is nothing wrong. All through you have been a Raj Rishi. The way you have led your life throughout has been very, very pure. But there was a sin which you had, a sin which you had committed in your last birth due to which the deities are not coming down to take your offerings. One. So this birth he had not done any sin. He had led life 
एज इट वॉज सपोज टू सो दिस इज अ प्री रिक्विजिट ऑफ अज्ञा हम यज्ञा करते रहते हैं बट डू वी नो द प्री रिक्विजिट ऑफ अज्ञा सो द शास्त्र आर टेलिंग फर्स्ट यू शुड बी अ प्योर सोल नो सिन एट ऑल इफ यू एक्चुअली वॉन्ट योर यज्ञा टू बी सेकेंड ही से वी आर सेजेस एंड वी हैव नॉट मेड एनी मिस्टेक इन आर प्रोनाउंसिएशन एंड वी आर ऑल्सो प्योर सोल्स कहीं पे भी वी हैव नॉट डेविएटेड फ्रॉम आर धर्मा ऑफ बींग अ ब्राह्मण और अ सेज so again there also there is no fault they are trying to figure out where is the fault third the samagri which you have put together is pure it has been earned in a pure way it in itself is very pure we have to know that even if you it is very clearly said the ghee that you are putting in the havan is very important and nowadays we do not know where that ghee is coming from so in kaliyog why is it that they always say ye sab chodo jap 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 because all these things cannot be put in place by you is it possible it's very difficult first was you having no sin whatsoever we having no sin whatsoever matlab they are tracing it back to births okay the sages and the brahmins which have come have no sins whatsoever their pronunciation their uchcharan their achar vichar is perfect second the samagri is perfect plus it has been earned and accumulated in perfect manner and then only can the yagna be complete ghee is the samagri it has to be pure it is just one example so all these three things were in place but the only thing which was not in place with anga was that he had committed one sin in one of his previous births due to which none of the deities came down to take oblations or take the offerings so he was in silence so after being told all this he opened a silence and he said okay with permission he said theek hai so now what do i do ab kya karu so my yagna will never be successful because i'm praying and uh, i have committed a sin somewhere sometime so my yagna can never be successful so now what do i do the sages said there is one way he said instead of praying to the respective deity of the yagna kya hum kya karte we pray to certain certain deities right isn't it you pray to that divine brahman because once he listens to you everybody else will have to follow so you pray to them plus you don't have a son right so why don't you pray to that divine brahman that divine one for a son so when that shri hari obliges all of them will come down on their own the sages had given them okay so he said fine if that is what has to be done let's do it i will start that prayer so he started that prayer and it just so happened when he was praying let just like you know dashrath ji did when he was praying for his son you know to shri hari there was a very beautiful figure which came out of the fire cladded in white with a golden pot again with some uh, paisam or kheer in it and that kheer was offered to the king anga and king anga with the permission of all the sages he offered it to his wife and later through the normal course they had a son now the son came but the son was not as pure as it was supposed to be they could not believe that veena was her son he was so destructive that he was so destructive that they would cause a lot of problems all around people would just whenever they heard 
that Vena is coming, they would actually run away. They would not even stop because they did not know what would he do. He would actually, he was so used to strangling his friends, strangling the children, strangling the toddlers, strangling the animals that there was so much of fear even when he was a, he was a king. He was a king's son and there was so much fear that they could not stop him. So Anka was very disheartened. He said, how do I work around this? What do I do? He's my son. He's my only son. He's supposed to be the protector. And what have I done wrong again? You know? But there was something which he had overlooked. He did not realize that his son Veena were very close to his maternal grandfather who was Mrityu himself. So he was very much influenced by that side of the family. And it was very, very, very difficult for them to control him afterwards. Anga tried his best. When we realize that our children are not good, what do we do? We try our best, right? To make things work as much as we can. Ye galat hai, wo galat hai. He did everything he could, but it just so happened that he would not change his ways. As he grew, his viciousness even became worse. He would go and burn villages altogether. He, for him, life had no meaning. Other people's life had no meaning. And Sunita and him, Kring Anga, both together could not do anything about it. And Raja Anga, who was a Raj Rishi, initially he used to blame himself. I must have done something wrong. Later he realized this is destiny. It is his karma. He was supposed to take a birth like this. Why should I blame myself? Then he would say it would have been better if I had no son at all. Rather than having a child of this kind. But then he moved on beyond this also. He said it is better to have a child of this kind rather than have a child who is really good and who really serves you well. Now why? He said because this kind of a child gives you detachment. And a pure nice child gives you attachment. So if your child is so good, it is very difficult for you to leave the sansar. Now I have such a wild child. I am so grateful to God that leaving him will not cause me any sorrow or agony. I leave him without anything. And it just so happened he was so rich. He was the king of the entire universe, right? Prithu, he was the first king. But one night he just got up. He looked around at all that he possessed and he said, what is the use? I just am so disgusted of everything around me that I don't want to be here anymore. In the middle of the night, without informing anybody, this king, the Chakravarti Samrat or whatever you call him, beyond that, just got up and left the kingdom. In the morning when they found the king missing, everybody went running to look for him, but nobody could find him. Nobody could find him. Everybody came back that we have not been able to find the king. Where is he? God knows. The wife did not know. Veena did not know. The sages did not know. The citizens did not know. The king was not to be find, found ever. Till date, nobody knows where he went. And over here, Bhagavatam gives a pun, you know, you know, jokes. It is just like we are running around all around the world looking for God when he resides within us. So the citizens were looking for Anga all around. Just like people roam all around from Monday to Monday, from this place to that place, finding God 
who is actually within. So this line is very beautiful. Beautifully they have put this line. Okay. Even as yogis not knowing the secret of yoga, look outside for the supreme person concealed within the heart itself. So they could not find Allah. Now what to do? The sages said, now what do we do? Because the dacoits went rampant. There is no king, no monarch, nobody to rule. So there was no rule and order anywhere. So they had no idea what to do and everything was being ripped apart by the dacoits because they had no fever, fear anymore, right? Because he's gone. So they said, lesser evil. We have no other option. They called Sunita and they crowned Vena the king. He became the king. And the first thing that happened was all the lawbreakers ran away because they knew how vicious Veena was. He would really spare them. There would be no mercy in what he does to them. So this part of the problem got solved. <coughs> Isn't it? We are normally scared of wild people and for good people we take them for granted because you know, kar kya lega? Kuch bhi to nahi karega. So the dacoits also, the minute Veena was crowned, they left. If he catches hold of us, we are dead. So they left. That problem was solved by the sages. But the second problem of having Veena on the throne was grave. He himself was very wild. What he did to the citizens was merciless. He became the main problem. He went around telling people, I am the God now. No yagnas, no religious prayers, nothing at all. Pray to me, I am the God. And if I see anybody doing any prayers anywhere, I'm going to destroy them myself. He went rampant. And he would attack, he would murder, he would plunder. The coins were not needed when Meena was there. Plus, all the religious practices which were happening were stopped by him. Now the sages thought, see, we solved one problem and we are faced with another problem. Now, why are sages being given so much of importance over here in the scripture? Again and again, why are we saying the sages, the sages, the sages? The king's role is bigger than the sages' role, isn't it? Why is it that not in, only in our shastras, if we look back into our history also, we'll see every king has given more importance to the sage, his guru, than anything else. This reminds me of a very beautiful story. We all know Shivaji, right? And do we know his guru? Ramdas, Guru Ramdas. Now Shivaji used to fight a battle. Always. He was very victorious, very glorious. But it just so happened that after a point, he felt that he could not do this anymore. He started losing battles and somehow, you know, he was not in the mood anymore. He came to his Guru Ramdas and he said, Guruji, I don't want this throne and all this anymore. I just don't want this. So I am going to hand it over to you. He took out his crown. Ramdas ji said, okay, give everything to me. Don't worry, I will rule your kingdom. So he gave his throne, his uh, sword, everything he put in front of Ramdas ji. And he thanked his guru for taking off the responsibility from his head. And he was about to walk away when the guru called him. He said, Shivaji, come here. Now you have handed over the entire kingdom to me. I am the king, you are not the king anymore. Right? Can you do me a favor? He said, anything for you, Gurudev. You tell me what has to be done. He said, I want somebody like you. In fact, I want you to help me in ruling this kingdom from now on. So, here you go. This is the crown. This is the sword. And do you know why that Shivaji's flag is orange in color? Did you even think about it? 
it is because of ramdas ji it has it is not shivaji's kingdom at all it was ramdas ji's kingdom that is why it is orange in color that kevua color that color of that uh, sadhu's wo rope that is the sign right isn't it because it was never his kingdom anymore after that day he never lost a single battle because he had put the entire responsibility on his guru and he was just following his orders and more than that he was working for his guru so there was no chance of faltering he could not let his guru down and that is why till date we say there was no warriors uh, warrior as fierce as shivaji because he had his guru he was doing everything for his guru he was not the king anymore that is why the flag is orange in color so over here also the sages anga had given so much important to the sages to the twice born now why are they twice born why do we always call them twice born over here we'll always say twice born twice born twice born and the person who has to be worshiped is not another one the twice born is supposed to be worshiped a twice born is a brahmin why why is a twice born a brahmin twice born means one time the normally they are born, born yes when they get that uh, janehu janehu right and what are the what is the once you have that janehu how is your life supposed to be brahmachari again you have to respect that janehu because you are wearing that janehu there are so many things you cannot do that is when you are actually born as a brahmin and when you respect that janehu and that janehu is only cut when you are you die isn't it i am not a brahmin but that is what i understand of it so we always say twice born so over here nobody is worshiping somebody who is born as a brahmin in our shastras only when you have that janehu and once you have that janehu you are supposed to follow respect that janehu and live that kind of a life then only you are a twice born then only you are worshipable worshipable then only you are a brahmin not before that if you wear a janehu and you disrespect it you are not a brahmin because once you have a janehu there are certain rules which have to be followed very strict rules where they are mentioned very clearly so he says now he used to respect those twice borns and they that is why took the initiative of protecting the kingdom of as their own so this time they said enough is enough we cannot just be quiet and sit down and think jo ho raha hai hone do we are sages right it is not our responsibility to rule the kingdom we have crowned the king let him do whatever he does we cannot do that if we do that first we have incurred a sin by crowning a wrong person as the king right Vina was not the right person, so we have already incurred a sin by doing that. Second, if we close our eyes and we don't do anything about it, we are incurring a bigger sin. We cannot let this happen. So all the sages again went back to Vina and they started advising him very calmly. They said, "Listen, whatever you are doing is not right. A ruler is supposed to love and rule the country, not like you are doing it. Plus, you have become more than a dacoit." and why not any religious practice all through all your ancestors have prayed to shri hari why have you stopped that prayer and very politely the sages were explaining dharm to him but this veena was so wild so self you know it was like so engrossed in the self he said come on how can you talk in such a manner i am your king i am the ruler i am the god in fact all of you should worship me 
Shri Venae Namaha. Chant my name. I am the giver, right? There is no other God beyond me. I am the end of it. And this is how it is going to be from now on. And you will not be able to do anything about it. So far the sages were very quiet. Very calm. They had come to try and change his ways. When they realized that this is not going to work. He is too wild. All they had to do was say hum. Together all they said was hum. And Veena was lying there dead. This is the power of a true sage, you know. Just by the power of the word coming out of his mouth, Meena was dead. But again, when Meena was dead, another problem came up. The dacoits went rampant. Just imagine. See, the sages are like, you know, what do they do? They did not know what to do. They had, they crowned him the king. They, again, now he's not there. So again they sat down and they thought, Ab kya kare? Because whatever we are doing is causing a problem. So they called Sunita. And Sunita, what she did was very smartly, she preserved the body of Vena. She did not let it decay or anything. She preserved the body nicely. So the sages again after a while went back and said, Sunita, where is Vena's body? Can you please get it for us? They got the body. And they started churning the body. The lower part... That is the lower part. They churned and churned and churned and churned and churned with their yogic powers. And what came out was Nishad. He was a small little figure, green in color, you know, crim- crimson eyes, big ears, long, short hands, long, you know, legs. And he was very, very hideous to look at. And he sat down and he joined his hands and he told the sages, Okay, tell me, what should I do? What is your order? The sages said nothing. You just sit here and wait for now. So now they said, okay, let's churn the upper part of the body. They started churning the upper part of the body. Again with their yogic power, they churned and churned and churned and churned and churned the upper right part of the body and through that right part came out two beautiful figures. One was Prithu and one was Archie. Prithu was a ray of Vishnu. Archie was a ray of Lakshmi. They both came out and they stood there glowing. And the sages joined their hands and they said, Now we have the rightful ruler who has come. So please come and rule the kingdom because so far there has been a lot of destruction. Mother Earth has suffered a lot. The people have, there has been famine everywhere. We need a ruler like you to come and rule. Prithu accepted. And Nishad, he went to the jungles. So even when we read in Ramayana, the Nishad, Raj, Nishad, these are the descendants of this Nishad, which were there until they, they decided to stay in the jungle. So Nishad went and he was in the jungles. Prithu never knew about his elder brother so far because before that Nishad has left. And Prithu and Archie came out of Veena's body. And they were made the king and the queen. Together, she was the wife. And he was the husband. And they started ruling Prithvi. Now when Prithu was born, again everybody was very happy. And they started singing praises for the Lord. You know, Prithu has come and now he is going to rule us very well. And uh, they started glorifying him so much that Prithu asked them all to stop. 
the heavens started raining flowers and prithu said why are you glorifying me till date i have not done anything i have just been born i have just taken the throne i have not even acted 1% so i cannot take it when you all are glorifying me what is the point have i contributed anything yet the sages when they heard this voice they felt okay the right person has come now plus he said not only this praises should be detested by all people even when things have been achieved they are a duty right so if you are doing something good and somebody is praising you you should detest it you say no 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 praises should come my way so any which ways please don't praise me and especially now when i have not done anything why are you praising me when they heard such voice the sages were so overwhelmed they said okay now what we will do is not praise you for what you are going going to do but we'll tell you what you are going to do they already knew the entire sequence of events and they started singing the glories accordingly kid all this will happen prithu when you are ruling the kingdom and they sang and sang and sang and prithu was like he listened to the entire thing which was being said it is so beautiful in this statement when they sing then they say ki how are you going to tax the earth such minute details because it's impossible to tell you each and everything but simple thing as tax they were singing the glories of the king and he said how will you tax the kingdom when you tax the kingdom it will be just like the clouds take water from the ocean or the rivers or the lakes why do the clouds take the water from the ocean and the river and the lakes to keep it no to pour it down again when it is needed right so that is how you are going to tax the kingdom you are going to take from us only to give it back when we need it so such minute details of how a ruler should be has been mentioned over here you won't only be grateful and nice to the people who are good but you won't be violent even to the people who have wronged you're going to try and correct their ways rather than punish them so such details were mentioned as to how this ruler is going to be prithu accepted and they started ruling the kingdom the rule went on but slowly he realized that there was famine everywhere there's nothing to eat nothing to drink people were dying the earth refused to give anything it was barren as if so prithu said why is this happening he looked around and people came saying you are a ruler you have pledged that you will not let us go hungry that is the first pledge that you took that in my kingdom till i rule not a single soul will be hungry and we are dying of hunger what are you going to do now prithu said why is this happening what happened and he looked around he said mother earth refuses to give anything to us she refuses to give any grains anything at all she has just taken everything and she is refusing to feed us and prithu heard this they say he chased mother earth with his bow and arrow and mother earth took a form of a cow and she got so scared of him she started running away from him but he did not leave her he chased her and chased her and chased her but he could have killed her right he had a bow and arrow in his hand but he never killed her he just chased her till she surrendered and she came back and prithu asked why have you been tormenting everybody he said the ruler so far was so wild the people were so wild i refuse to give anything to such people who don't have any righteousness in them they don't know dharma all they know is 
literally all they know is being selfish and working for the benefit of the self so i feel that all my resources would be based totally baseless and wasted if i nourish these kind of people that is why i have stopped producing everything i have i have hold on i have held on to everything it is there in my bosom i'm waiting for the righteous people to come forth and when the people are there we're going to start doing the yagnas and the sacrifices and the prayers i am going to give them everything again because if these people exhausted nothing will be left for the right people बिकॉज इनको समझ नहीं आ रहा है देर इज अरी थिन लाइन ऑफ डिफरेंस बिटवीन उपयोग एंड उपभोग उपयोग एंड वॉट इज उपभोग उपभोग सो शी सेज दीज पीपल आर यूज टू डूइंग उपभोग दे डू नॉट नो वॉट इज द डेफिनेशन ऑफ उपयोग एंड इफ आई लेट देम हैव एवरीथिंग देर विल बी नथिंग लेफ्ट सो आई रिफ्यूज एंड कांट वी सी दैट how violently mother earth reacts when such people grow in number we can see it all around us right now mother earth violently reacting to the kind of people that are inhabiting the earth so prithu said okay i agree he said now what should i do he said looking at you i feel you are a ray of hari she could she started singing his praises and she said listen start working level my ground Lever everything so that when the rains fall, I can hold on to the water. See, ये शास्त्र कितने सालों पहले लिखे गए हैं? बहुत सालों पहले? And अभी क्या problem हो रही है? The earth is unable to hold on to the water which is coming down from the skies because we have ripped her apart so much. We are making concrete jungles. We are cutting down the forest. It is impossible to hold the water. So the first instruction she has given is, please level me off nicely so that when the skies and the heavens and Indra rains water, I am able to hold on to the water. It does not just go away. and this is not i'm just bringing forth few points there are so many things which are written when you start reading you'll say oh my god so please start doing that so prithu and all the people they went on they started leveling the grounds he started making towns and cities it is said that the first ever structured towns and cities were built by prithu himself before that there was no structure in place so prithu did it and then prithu said let me do a lot of yagnas all his work was done everything was proper prithu had adopted mother earth has his own daughter that is why it is known as prithvi the daughter of prithu she looked at him as a father figure who protected her who cared for her and so from prithu her name became prithvi and now Prith, prithu started doing yagnas lots of yagnas he completed 99 yagnas but at the end of the 99 yagna when he was going to do the 100th one indra got very scared indra said once he has completed that 100 yagna what will happen he will come and take my throne away i will fall i won't be able to sustain his power any more abhi tak to fir bhi i have one person i'm still ruling i would not be able to so what he did was he disguised and he took away the horse of the sacrifice and he ran away later on he disguised as a sage and he started doing his tapasya when prithu's son went around looking for him he could not see indra all he could see was sages disguised disguised sages this is where the word pakhand comes from pakhand 
this is Indra's Pakhand. He disguised in that orange robe. There was nothing inside. He had just stolen just to hide his negativity. He disguised as a sage and was sitting there and he could not be found. So now this time, Prithu said, I will go and kill him. I will find him. When Prithu was about to get up and actually attack Indra, the sages again stopped him. This is the benefit of having right people around you. He said, sages stopped him. He said, what is the use? Does it make a difference whether you finish 99 yagnas or 100 yagnas? It is not an ego issue for you, right? You are very righteous in which ways. So don't worry. You don't have to finish 100 yagnas. 99 yagnas are in, in, enough. Don't worry. Let Indra live. Because if something is creating violence, it should not be done. See, Indra, because of your 100 yagna, he took to deceit, right? He took to Pakhand and he took away your horse. Your son chased him to kill him. Now you are becoming violent, which is not like you, Prithu, at all. Leave that 100th yagna. You don't have to do it. So Prithu said, okay, no problem. What is the harm? I won't do that yagna at all. And he got up from the yagna. The minute he got up from the yagna, who came? Shri Hari himself with Indra came down. He said, I am here. So although he did not do the 100th <coughs> yagna, it was considered complete because Sri Hari came down himself and Indra apologized and that day on Prithu and Indra became very very good friends. And this is partly, later on we will read more about Prithu but this is the story of Prithu so far. Due to which our Bhumi is known Prithvi. The detailed points I'll write and send. I've not been able to write, but I have to start writing and send. But what is this entire story telling us? This is a very beautiful and very deep story. What is it indicating? What is it telling? This it's speaking about so many things which we can actually witness today. This is nothing which we cannot witness today. We can witness it. So you can actually analyze this story from two perspectives. From the internal perspective also and from the external perspective also. What would you take away from this story today? Mm -hmm. You don't have to run after the numbers. Kitna, yeah. kya, kitna. Kitna, kya. Kya is yeah. something that we need to dwell upon. Right. So, Kitna, kya. first we talked about Dharma. Mm -hmm. Dhruv's story, we talked about Artha. And this story... The main emphasis is calm, desires, desires, right? Prithu started the entire journey for his desire, right? Ki yagna karna hai, hundred complete karna hai. Again, he chased Mother Earth because he desired everybody to be careful, be good. But at the end of it, he lost his desire also. <coughs> calm was also not important once you start taking the name of Sri Hari. But what else? What is it? How do we reach there? What is the story trying to tell us? <coughs> what, how we do it? How we do it? Yes. The, the number or uh -huh. um, purity in it. Purity. How much you put yourself into it rather than the material things. Yes, material things, material applauses, and all that. Yes. And you've got to be very careful with the surrounding. You've got to watch out. I mean, you internally clean yourself, but you can't mess up with the environment or the surroundings. 
yes mother earth in that point of view we can see that she was revolting she refused yeah. see all that is around us everything is alive we feel that the earth is dependent on us we are dependent on the earth and we have to really over here we have to understand very clearly if you misuse her she will wipe you out you misuse her she will wipe you out she won't even think again <coughs> and how we, we and again it is beautiful how earth can behave huh? earth can be very nice she is always taken as a cow right who gives everything when prithu started praying to her prithu accepted her as his daughter he accepted what should be done she said okay now i'll be the cow get me a calf and i'll start giving milk even geeta is said that it is milk which is coming out so over here for the earth prithu became the calf and he started then there's a description of how the indra became the calf and this became the calf and every desire the earth fulfilled some wanted minerals some wanted this some wanted plants everything was given but for that you have to be submissive and become a calf you have to be submissive to that earth you cannot say ki i'll make you do whatever she won't yield also when we yes you have to be very humble when you are dealing with the earth especially when you look at the today is the choti diwali right it is naraka chaturdashi so naraka sur whose son was he he was bhumi devi's son and vishnu's son isn't it and he had a boon that he could be killed only by his mother but later on he went rampant he said my mother would definitely not kill me right so and i have a boon so he went then he went to indralok he took aditya's earrings and then krishna went to fight him and he realized that he could not defeat so he went to satyabhama who was the reincarnation of bhumi devi and he said would you come with me she said yes i will and it was satyabhama bhumi devi narakasura's mother who actually killed him in the end so just because we are the children of the earth it does not mean that if we become bhogis she is not going to destroy us she is going to save everything that she has for the right people to come she is not going to give it to the wrong people whatsoever she has a greater responsibility in her hand and coincidentally two stories of bhumi devi have come forth where she can be very violent <coughs> if satyabhama bhumi devi can go and kill her own child who are we and she does that right we have seen the tsunamis and the earthquakes rampant and the eruptions so somewhere it is telling us don't mess with environment don't mess with nature for your own petty benefits and gains she is alert she is awake the milky ways when you look at the shastras they say they were the milky ways they were this so they are giving life to everything that is around us we are nothing but a speck of dust not even a speck of dust in front of all of them and what do we think of ourselves kya samajhte hain we are nothing in front of them they are all alive the galaxies the shastras the earth they are watching it will take a minute we say na ki oh there was a beautiful planet now there is a black hole gone so who is more powerful nature nature don't forget that ever and one thing which we always have to remember is they are watching and they are alive 
every bit is being watched what else what else there are three instances where maharaj prithu is very very humble when when he was born there was yes glorified glories and he said yes. i have not done anything then yes. again the mother he could have killed her but he but, did not but being a cow and plus he did not he just prayed to her you know right. why are you not doing that and the third time when the rishi said that you know stop the havans and i mean let let's not do the 101 he listened he could have said he got up he got up he could have said no this is my i mean this is my long term dream and i want to finish yes. it and i'm the king and and i can actually conquer indra now ek havan yeah and he was very very humble and submissive and so and when when humbleness come humility comes uh, shri hari himself you get everything in life like yes. like like uh, prithvi devi like um, prithvi devi gave him all the goods everything she everything. gave yes and to everybody who wanted it yes and and the end shri hari came because just because of his humbleness and his desire detachment humbleness and he let go of his desire totally yes. the desire to be known yes. the desire to be renowned the desire to even conquer indra yes so this is very deep we'll go to that next bit so in 2 minutes but that he let go totally right yeah and what happens when you have become totally humble shri hari comes yes so the importance of not running after your desires to be known any form of desires let it be and surrender is very important isn't it moreover in this entire episode we see that the importance of having right people around you who guide you every even with dhruv we saw the importance of sages sages kon hote sages are the people who can tell you when you are going wrong and they stop you and you have the humility to listen to them so the company you keep is very essential isn't it had brigu told him go and kill brigu was sitting there he said go get indra kill him but then he realized that prithu is actually getting he instigated him and when prithu actually got up he said no it should not be done and prithu said okay no problem if you're saying that's the right way it should not be done it's okay so the importance of having sages in and around you what else what else is this entire story indicating मदर See, we looked at the story from this perspective. Okay, there are many more things we can say, but if you go inside, what is it that will come out? And they gave us a hint, you know. When they went around looking for Anga, it was as if a human or a yogi goes around looking for that divine when the divine is in him and nowhere else. What are they trying to tell us by the story? Who is Anga? who is veena who is prithu who is archi who is indra 
who are the sages how do you discover shri hari if you take the story back inside you how will you interpret it from the outside it is showing us the magnificence of the universe and the minuscule nature of our existence you know and how the universe can actually go violent again there are people all these things are there but if we take this entire story within us how will you interpret the story who is anga how can you actually churn somebody by the yogic powers and people come out of it churn ourselves yes what did you say churn, churn ourselves who is anga who is anga he was a rajarishi right then but why did he had such a vicious son just why? because of his mrityu association with mrityu why do we have why do we have such vicious tendencies when we are the divine himself कहीं ना after a point nobody knows oh you are god pagal hai <laughs> literally you go around telling people you are god bolke he is mad uh, i was listening to a very interesting huh. podcast today morning yeah uh, so it it's basically in the nutshell what it says is whatever is deficient with you or your your mind actually just focuses on that uh, so if today uh, so karwa chauth for example because i cannot drink water my mind automatically will we'll go to us the water focus on water or ways to avoid water or the time duration left for me to drink water that's how the brain functions in human beings mm. so uh, from this and from all the so for me it is not about throwing out your demons throwing out your bad qualities it is act, you know in the nutshell being conscious about it and uh, if because i feel personal opinion because if you throw out everything if you try to clean yourself or become a uh, you know a pure soul which i don't think maybe maybe it exists is will automatically you know you are you know you are taking away and then what will automatically your mind will do is focus on what's not there so it's more about getting in terms with your negativities or you call them negativities but we have had many discussions that for me it's not negative or positive it is a part of you yourself right? but over here it is clearly saying that you are that divine light there is nothing negative yeah, all exactly. that is surrounding you is negative anga tried to convince vena that he is good he has come from the good descent he is everything is good he could not so that light became dim nobody could find him right nobody can find that divine divinity in you other than yourself right and then what happened veena he they gave him a chance again and again right company everything but nothing happened so that wise thing with the company of sages it went away right there is nothing in you left but at the same time that divine is also not shining 
सो क्या होगा देर इज नो कंट्रोलर इन साइड वॉट इज वीना वीना इज योर ईगो नथिंग एल्स इट इज योर ईगो राइट सो वी कैन डिफाइन इट एज गुड ईगो एंड बैड ईगो बट दैट ईगो इज देयर राइट इट इज द कंट्रोलर विच इज बिटवीन आर माइंड एंड आर existence isn't it everything that happens is between the ego and expectation as we said in one of the sessions so that controller that divine bliss is latent does not know what is happening and the sages come and they try to purify that ego we always say right it is better to have a good ego rather than a bad ego but eventually no ego is the best thing and then they start churning yogic power they churn and churn and churn and churn and churn so everything that negativity is also within that positivity is also within there is nothing outside it is all within and it has to come out from within only and once it is in control at the end of it okay when the light starts shining right nothing from outside is bothering you anymore but your indriyas also start bothering you when that last realm is left the test is not from outside anymore right eventually they said ye aa gaya wo aa gaya the test is not from outside anymore the test is from within now the battle is not from your surroundings anymore the battle is within that is the last battle which he fought and when he let go of even that he said i don't want to be the controller of my indriyas also why should i want to control anything agar mind aisa soch raha hai sochne do i am not the mind and that is when he won that is when shri hari came somewhere we always say na you can fight the tamas you can fight the rajas sattva we hold on to but you let go of the sattva also when you have gone beyond that that is gunatid bhakti as we said and then the shri hari comes if you take the story from that perspective it is actually very very deep the amount of churning the amount of battles external battles internal battles and when you stop fighting the battle till you are fighting that i exists right because you know something is fighting when you just stop and say okay let it be that is when you discover your true self this is what kept coming to my mind again and again when i was reading this story Just think about it. Think about it further as to what it is trying to tell you. So, what do you do if you do something wrong and there is a guilt? And even if you try to, you know, kind of that's a personal question. But generally, I say huh? that you know you're working on yourself. You know you're not supposed to be getting angry. Suppose you get angry. Okay, then you try to go back to your child or whoever and say, "I'm sorry, I did get angry." But you know, there is this guilt, like. uh and the situation was such that you had to you know and then that guilt you saying sorry and that guilt is also coming into you how do you deal with this is how shivaji dealt, dealt with his kingdom total surrender jo hona tha ho gaya aisa hi hona tha shan where is the guilt the guilt comes when you think you are the doer mm-hmm. when you are not the doer you whom if you say maine kiya to you will have joy you will have guilt you will feel proud when you realize that you are not the doer and when you just let go okay the situation was such it happened aisa hi hona tha prabhu prabhu ne aisa karaya where is the guilt till there is a doer till i is there 
guilt and joy and pride everything will come once you realize like prithu he is not the doer at all khatam to so that is ramdas ji shivaji story only tells us when you totally surrender that baggage of guilt and everything falls off till shivaji thought that i am the ruler right that baggage that burden was there when he said i am not mai to jo bhagwan bol rahe hain ramdas ji bol rahe wo kar raha hu and i have to follow him whatever he says then the baggage that burden is not there anymore so your energy is become more strong so people surrender to that guru because they are tangible some surrender to god once you 100% surrender to either a guru or god the amount of energy that is in you is immense because you are not burdened by any guilt any botheration any pride because either ways you exhaust your energy right over excitement and joy also takes away energy guilt and agony also takes away energy but when you say maine to kuch kara hi nahi hai to your energy remains intact but again there is a thin line huh? usme fir in again ya aap bolo ki aap baith jao ki bhagwan ko khana khilana hoga to khila dega to koi aapke muh mein aake nivala dalne wala so you have to be very vigilant how you take these stories so doership ke bina bhi action has to be done shivaji kept kept acting prithu kept doing his work <coughs> but all the authority was given to the sages their guidance and he would work so that much of faith in a guru or god has to exist and then you become light fir guilt rahegi nahi kal jo ho gaya wo waise hi hona tha think about this i don't know this is a very deep story from both perspective from the material perspective and from the internal perspective also this is quite a story anything else ek aur question tha uh, why i mean normally if i had a book which says no why do we uh, light diya and stuff like that yeah. why do we not wear black during the puja or something is black color associated with some kind of a negative nothing nothing black okay. is only a color which says it absorbs all the entire light you see colors because that color is reflected on the surface so black just absorbs everything that's why black is black okay. so whatever color it is see our people say because black indicates darkness right darkness. Okay. it is just that, just that. there's nothing wrong with the color okay. all these festivals are supposed to make us bright mm-hmm. so that is why i said kala mat pano but again that is this part of the country which is saying in another part of the country black is considered auspicious yeah. in some parts mm-hmm. of the world white is considered auspicious yeah, so there's nothing to do with the color but why do we may the we talk about the meaning behind what is being done mm, what is being done the symbolism behind mm. the actual act yeah, yeah so that is the thing anything else that we are talking taking away today from the story i mean i find it tech- very difficult to just have that blind faith you know that faith that surrender ki nahi ye hoga ho jayega means we it will be taken care of like no you nahi it will not be taken care of the blind faith blind faith is 
ड्यूटी it won't happen you'll have to make it happen but at the same time whatever is happening is as it is supposed to happen hmm. this is this is i know difficult to accept but you have to act but whatever jo hona hai wohi ho raha hai but you have to act to the best of your ability it is not going to happen anyways matlab kuch bhi aise hi nahi hoga satyog bhi apne aap nahi aayega so so surrender does not mean that you stop acting shivaji did not stop acting prithu did not stop acting the sages did not stop acting no but that faith is also not so this no it's not so strong like sometimes you start questioning are i mean so it requires a lot of churning and the company of sages constant churning constant churning constant churning ajatiyam alert that is why hanuman ji he is ajant he is alert he is always focused and that is why you have to be very alert all the time <coughs> it is a constant process anything else anything done we'll sing the bhajan